Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. And this week's episode features the Fairly Odd Parents. We're going to be tracking the show with three episodes. One from the beginning season, one from the middle, and one from the newest season that premiered earlier this year. So last episode we found out that I am the superior Spongebob quoter between the two of us. But you guys all decided that my episode was more quotable thanks to the Twitter poll. Yeah, by, by one vote. It was pretty close. One vote that is clearly a deciding factor. Clearly, even if I'm not the best quoter, I obviously know the show a little bit better than Casey does. Well, at the end of the day, so Ashley, I have an economics minor now, or I will in three weeks, and for that economics minor, I had to take two statistics classes, and in those mm -hmm. statistics classes, we talk about a thing called sample size, and uh, I don't think this was big enough. Um... So anyway, read into those results however you want. <laughs> we had 13 votes turn out for our Twitter poll. Ashley's episode was Decided the Winner, Club Spongebob, as the most quotable episode. The most quotable. As you, can tell, as you can tell, I'm not salty about this at all. <laughs> uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in, and enjoy the podcast. This is a classic episode. Um, we wanted to really get into where the show settles right away in terms of the character tropes and the plot devices. So this episode is a classic. Timmy is left at home with Vicky while the parents neglect him. Uh, the parents leave a very expensive vase um, that is not to be touched, so we think, at the beginning of the episode. Ultimately, shenanigans happen. Timmy uses a shrinky suit to shrink into Vicky's body and meets all of the bacteria and various things in her body. He gets separated from Cosmo and Wanda for a while. He wishes everything back to normal at the very end, as he usually does. And Vicky breaks the vase, but the parents had insurance on it, I guess, so they end up making a ton of money. I don't know, we'll get into that. But that's the gist of the episode, is Timmy being tiny and exploring around Vicky. Pretty quickly into this episode, you, you get a feel for Timmy's very, very short attention span. Um, starts out, he's reading his book or looking at his notes or something about microbiology, and he's like, you know what's really microscopic? How much I care. Like, he's already sitting here being this lazy kid that you kind of see throughout. He's not very focused, not very... Uh, attentive to his work and so you definitely see that starting very quickly in the show yeah and you see cosmo's uh, influence on him there too both of them yes. are just com completely no attention span um and yes. there's a nice through line where it cuts to the parents and uh timmy's mom i believe says you know what's not microscopic how much we care about this vase <laughs> yeah, they, they kept this, this vase I also like how um, afterwards they're talking to Vicky. They say it's worth fifty thousand dollars, and they say to her, "That's more than you'll make in your entire life." Like fifty thousand dollars <laughs> is 
not that much money to make it your entire life. Like, let's say Vicky goes on to live, okay, 40 more working years, we'll say. We'll say she retires at, like, late 50s, which is early. She's then making, we'll say 50 for even math. We'll say she works for 50 years. That's That's $1,000 a year, which would mean her monthly rent, if we're going by, it it should be a third of your income, um, would be a thousand a year. Would be three hundred and thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents a year. Repeating. Oh, a year. You're right. And monthly, that would be. That would be per year three hundred thirty-three dollars divided by twelve. Would be uh, around three, around thirty dollars. Around thirty dollars a month rent. <laughs> So maybe if she just babysits for the rest of her life and lives out Even of the... if you babysit the rest of your life, I, I feel like you could make over $1,000 a year babysitting. Yeah, so that was pretty insulting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'll have to laugh about it. You already get this this immediate, these parents just don't really care about anyone but themselves kind of vibe. They're, they're just so socially um, awkward, and not in a way that's self-aware, but in a way that they just don't know how to interact with the world that they're in. No, they're definitely already in their, their own little place where yeah. they don't care. Um, they don't really mention anything about caring about Timmy that much. They're just like, oh, this vase. This yep. vase is important, and I guess take care of Timmy, too. Yeah. They, they say something along the lines of... And when they come back home, they're like, oh, vase, and Timmy, we're back. <laughs> yeah, so we we get into the, the tropes of the characters are pretty well established by this point. We're only six episodes into the show itself, not including the Oh Yeah short, which we talk about in our first episode. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, we're into the short attention span thing. Um, Vicky is evil. Timmy and Cosmo have short attention span. Uh, everything breaks loose while the parents are away, and chaos yeah. reigns. It's a very typical kind of Fairly Odd Parents formula. Everything gets wished back to normal. Very um, conveniently, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of a cheap cop out that comes up pretty often. Is the end of the episode? It's running out of time, and they're just like, "I wish everything is back to yeah. normal." I call it the Control Z wish, which is yeah. the uh, the undo um, shortcut. It, it, it happens a lot throughout the show as well. Yeah. That you notice where it's just, I don't know, I, it's it's not horrible, but it, it's pretty it's a pretty easy formula, you know. If you if you make whatever chaos happen, but you can just undo it at the end, it, it makes it easy to create a resolution. Yeah. It makes sense. It allows it to go to crazier kind of places. Totally. But, but it's you know, you know it's uh, in the in the theater world we call it a Deus ex machina. Um, which I think translates to, like, God of Machine or something, and it came from, like, old Shakespeare times. It's when some random thing would come in and save the day at the very end, and it's considered lazy writing in TV and in, yeah. in all sorts of media. It's, it's smart, I think, of the writers to have this. Um, I think, especially, I mean, given the context, it's, it's a cartoon, you know, at right. the end of the day. But and I think the show would be more interesting if they included a rule that was you can't unwish wishes. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it could create more interesting resolutions. I, I guess it might make it a little bit more complicated. Right. And maybe and as we all know, the show is had to go on, but especially considering this is only six episodes in, it seems a little bit early to use that. But it, yeah. it's okay. And even if it was a rule. Anyone who watches the show enough realizes that the rules mean absolutely nothing and that they yeah. contradict each other every few episodes. There are, there are certain rules that I think stay yeah. more so than others, but definitely definitely the rule 
rules are not it's whatever is it's whatever is convenient to the episode which makes sense you don't want to waste time on rules that aren't relevant yeah i i would also say um something that i noticed throughout this episode is there is sort of a, a subtle kind of humor that i think i didn't notice as much when i was younger uh there's a point where timmy when he first goes into vicky's body and it's it's Princess Protozoa is is there, and she says, "My turnoffs are penicillin and antibiotics," <laughs> and that's definitely just not something I would have caught as a kid. So I, I do think that there is there is some um, not deeper exactly, but less recognizable humor, which yeah. I think makes the show a lot more watchable for older audiences as well. It's probably part of what helped to keep it around a bit. Right, it's, you definitely notice that within here too. It's clear that the kids shows that succeed. Um, have to have something for the parents. Right. Because otherwise... The parents will turn it off. Yeah. Or switch the channel or whatever. Right. It's truly mindless. Yeah. Definitely they have less of a desire to watch it, but I think that those kinds of things definitely showed up. Yeah, the interspecies flirting was a little weird with Princess Protozoa. (laughs) The Timmy, you know, blushes and his helmet fills up with steam. Uh, it's, it's a little weird, but... <laughs> it's a little bit, a little strange for sure. Yeah. But... And then he goes into her brain and it's a control room, which reminded me of the Spongebob episode where he's uh, ah, in his own mind yeah. and the... We're, we're not real, we're just like an abs- a clever metaphor for the abstract concept of thought or okay, something. Well, kind of reminded me of this episode. Yes. And of course kids aren't, like, I didn't get that at all. No. Uh, I also liked, I don't know, they, they, they do have some interesting kind of things going on within the entire the entire body situation. Like, there's tour groups going throughout the body, yeah. which Cosmo and Wanda end up being a part of while they're separated from Timmy, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, they end up going to Kidneyland, oh, yeah. play on Disneyland. And Walt Kidney. Yeah. Interesting, interesting things going on. Um, Vicky's heart is a black hole. Yep. We also have the establishment, maybe, it might come before this episode, where, uh, so the parents reveal that they got the vase for $1 and have $50,000 insurance on it. So when Vicky ultimately breaks it at the end of the episode and blames it, it, I thought she blames it on Timmy. No, 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 she was going to blame it on Timmy, and then Timmy, like, leans on it. Timmy really breaks breaks it. it. He wishes it back to normal. Timmy wishes it back, and then he breaks it, Right, so Timmy ends up breaking it due to his short attention span, um, which made no sense. (laughs) But anyway, they go, I think Vicky asks, where'd you get a vase for one dollar? And the parents just say, internet, which is a classic running joke of the whole show, which is kind of ahead of its time, because the internet was a relatively new thing back when this show was... I'm actually curious, and um, I'll say now, it, it doesn't show up in the two episodes we look at later. I don't know if that joke kept going for very long. I feel like it didn't show up much further after season one. Timmy, you feel free to correct Timmy me on this. Timmy says like, it a few times. I feel like it happens in one of the movies, too. Yeah, it might. At the time, though, I, I definitely it was great. It's definitely a thing that comes up repetitively. So, in differences from the pilot, which we talked about two weeks ago, we have Cosmo is weird now, and not with his upsetting normal voice. Yeah. Notably more more similar to Timmy, I would say. Yes. In the, like, 
bad attention span and more of a bad influence on to me in that way. Right. Um, parents exist. And have faces one. and, yeah. I, I mean, the parents were there, but yeah. They right. Made, um, so it's it's different from the pilot in those respects, but also these early episodes really aren't that different in tone from the pilot. It's still got this kind of old school cartoon feel with the the you know orchestrally kind of bouncy underscore and the 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 gag type jokes. Yeah, definitely, but definitely a bit a bit more established who the characters are and where they're going than the oh yeah that we definitely at once before. Yeah. So I think that more or less sums it up, unless there's anything else you want to add. No, I think that's great. Next up, we'll be going to season six to see how the show evolves in the middle of its run. Our next episode comes from season six. It's episode five, and it's called Odd Pirates. So this one, um, now that we've reached season six... We have Poof involved, which is uh, Cosmo and Wanda's fairy baby. I think showed up earlier in season six. And in this episode, there's the Dimsdale Pirates, of which Timmy is apparently a huge fan, as well as his parents. And uh, his parents get these really expensive, really awesome seats to the game. They end up going. Vicky ends up going. But Timmy um, is unable to go. He makes a wish, sort of, to be at the game. Wanda wants Poof to be able to practice making wishes, so she's like, oh, Poof, you should make the wish. Things go wrong, because Poof's just a baby, can't make wishes properly. <laughs> they end up on a real pirate ship, real pirates. Uh, there's some shenanigans that go on there that, you know, they're trying to get away from the pirate ship. They end up bringing the pirates to the pirate's game, which has, you know, that, that classic confusion of there's the pirates playing the game and then there's the actual pirates <laughs> who are pirates. <laughs> and, um, and so that ends up happening. Eventually we find out some weird things about this bird translation I'm sure we'll get into where the pirates didn't actually want to be a pirate at all. <laughs> they all leave. The pirates baseball team defeats Pirates who are pirates. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's so, the gist of the episode. Um, which I'm sure we're going to have more pirates versus pirates confusion. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do the best we can with that. We'll say but... the real pirates and the baseball pirates. <laughs> but not to be confused with the actual Pittsburgh pirates who are a real no. baseball team. <laughs> um, so as someone who didn't watch this show post-poof, He's pretty adorable. You know, I wasn't sold when I heard about it, but not not bad. Um, yeah, I agree. I think part of me, I think part of it is that I was, we were both young when the show first came into existence, and it's, it's always strange to have these bigger kind of changes within the show, so it's always kind of weird to have, like, another main character added in. It, it, it feels a little bit... I don't know, maybe just a resistance to change in me where I'm like, what are they doing? It's not the original show, but I, I do agree. Poop is definitely really cute. 
So we start with the parents going to this Pirates game, and they have painted themselves entirely gold. They got seats behind home plate. It's just so funny to me what hardcore fans they are of this team that has never before been mentioned. Yeah, and, and five seasons beforehand, never brought up, but yeah. now they are, they are hardcore fans. They, yeah, the they whole like town. shapes like a pirate ship, and again, you have, you have the same situation as the first season's episode where... Parents don't really care about Tibby. They heavily leave him behind for the game. Yep. Because if they spent all these money on tickets, they didn't want to get one for him. And there is, of course, still the classic Vicky being evil situation. She ends up burying him around, I think. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more messed up Vicky moves. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'll take you back up after the game. There's also a through line in this episode of Cosmo being an ostrich. And it's... Awesome. <laughs> He's, he keeps, like, laying eggs at such yeah, a rate likes, that like, is a lot of very eggs. disturbing. I, I don't remember. Was there a reason that he turns into an ostrich? I think it's to blend in. And he just chose that. Because that's not sure. a fairy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So there's that. Uh, Timmy wishes that he could go see the pirates. Oh, wait, what he actually says is, what is it, um, something about, I wish we could watch the pirates in action. Right, that's what it was. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. So Wanda lets like, Poof grant the right wish, and they end up on a p real pirate ship. Which, in Poof's defense, watch the pirates in action, they technically are watching pirates in action. Yep. And Poof's a baby, and come on to me with your ambiguous wording, it's, it's kind of a thing that you see throughout this episode is... Timmy has this conveniently poor wording of wishes, and then Poof, unable to, you know, sort out the difference, ends up yeah. messing up. So I actually have a tie-in to the last episode we just discussed. Um, so Poof, we see him taking things very literally throughout this episode. And at the end, is it the end of the last episode we watched? Yeah, Where Timmy, yeah, yeah, he asked to, like, see the, fails, the, the big he universe. his thing about the microscopic universe, and yeah. he's like, now I have to write a paper about the big universe. And then they make him as large as the world, and he's sitting on top of Earth as, like, a giant, and he goes, you guys take things way too literally. So we have that consistency of Poof also taking things way too literally. Which, again, I would argue is, is fair enough. Like, Pretty understandable. If anything, it's on Wanda for for testing him out. She should just have Timmy do fake easy wishes to yeah, start out, than, to train him. Instead uh, of you know, throwing Wanda, him in. Wanda seems to want the best for, for her child. Yeah. I think, I think, like, I don't know, we've seen a lot of parents, but they want to believe their child is kind of a brilliant, right. perfectly capable wish granter right from birth and it, it doesn't yeah. quite work so well but so you know. so the pirates get to dimsdale because timmy on the pirate ship wishes that we were all back in dimsdale and poof transports all of them pirate ship and all to dimsdale yeah and they so there's they're stuck on the ship and timmy's like it's okay it won't be that bad uh, the ship is stuck yeah. on land. And then he says, it's not like I it's wished. It's not like I wished. Uh, <laughs> he says, it's not like uh, I wished that the, 
the pirate ship could had wheels that could move around on land, and then, poof, <laughs> does it again. Yeah. It gets tiresome, like, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. You gotta be a little bit more, <laughs> more careful, come on. <laughs> So the pirates get to land, and they start looting everything, and there's this adorable moment I want to talk about for a second, where they're stealing all this, like, expensive jewelry and merchandise, and this one pirate steals a ship in a bottle, and he steals it and hugs it, and just has this, like, warm smile and their little hearts all around him. It was so cute. But eventually they end up at the pirate's stadium, where the game is. Yep, and then it becomes the Pirates versus the Pirates, and Chet Ubetcha, of all people, is announcing the game. I I was also glad to see Chet Ubetcha still around. Didn't show up in the episode we talked about, but definitely, definitely within no later than the early seasons, Chet Ubetcha is definitely a part of the show. Yeah. So I was pretty happy to see, see Chet still around and still the same as always, really. Yeah, and I liked the the subtle dig. So Timmy's encouraging the baseball pirates to go and fight the real pirates to take back their stadium, encourage the fans to come back. Uh, And so, in his words, they can keep their million-dollar salaries that they get for playing a game, which is kind of a a brutal dig into professional athletes. (laughs) It reminded me of, uh, there's an earlier episode where, I think it's, Timmy wishes that Chester was good at playing baseball because his dad's terrible. And they mm-hmm. have the bankies. And I remember the bankies just have, like, uh, tons of money, which is play off of the Yankees. Right. So it's definitely a—I think it's come up before, but still that, that classic dig on their high salaries and them just kind of sitting there. Right. Not wanting to participate. So then the, the baseball pirates end up, they're roused by Timmy's speech, and they go and defeat the real pirates, and Chet Ubecha repeatedly screams, the pirates beat the pirates! The pirates beat the pirates! The pirates beat the pirates! They also show the scoreboard, and it says, like, pirates and other pirates. <laughs> that was a, a clever visual gag. I, I'm, I yeah. was a fan of that. And, and then I think, oh, and then there, there's, again, there's Dirty the Beard. With, with Dirty Beard, which is the main pirate. He has this uh, parrot who keeps translating things, which was strange to begin with. Dirty Beard just sounds awful. Like, he just makes weird gargling <laughs> noises. And, and then he ends up, he's choking on, um, what, what, what was it? He's uh, choking on something. A food, right? It was, uh, because yeah. he wanted to be a chef. And it finally gets unlodged yeah. from his throat. And he goes, finally, I never wanted to be a pirate. Yeah. Um, and this bird just kept translating things for me until I was a yeah. pirate. Which is kind of funny. And he pulls the... When they say... The parrot says he needs to walk the plank and then pulls the plank out of Dirty Beard's beard, which I thought was clever. Yeah, overall, I would say you, you still see the same the same situations. Like I said, Vicky's still terrible. Uh, parrots are still neglectful. Timmy is still... Maybe not quite as low of a attention span, but he's definitely not very mindful of his wishes and what he's what he's doing. Not at all. Complete recklessness always. after six seasons of this. Yeah. You'd think, you'd think he'd learn, but yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Although, I guess it's six seasons, but he seems to be more or less the same age. That's, That's true. Also that is true. It's that, that animated universe thing where no one ages. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have one more thing? Oh, I was just going to say, you do have the addition of food, but I think overall, 
tone more or less the same. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Poof doesn't really do much. It's just a, a thing to, I think, take the show in a new direction. Yeah, and it's, it, it doesn't draw away too much. No. I don't think. Yeah. So when we get back, right. we'll be going on to an episode from season 10 that premiered just about five, four months ago. looking at season 10 episode one titled the big fairy share scare it actually just aired like we said about four months ago so this episode introduces a brand new concept for the show timmy has a new neighbor named chloe who is seemingly perfect and there's been a fairy shortage so he has to share his fairies with her and that's the gist of it it's a double episode and we get into all kind of kinds of shenanigans but the key purpose of this episode is to introduce chloe as a foil to timmy so let's get into it yeah the, the very first thing happens when you're playing this episode and i just i can't i, I try to be impartial and trying to be open-minded but they changed the theme song yeah. uh, not, not the, the tune of it but the lyrics are all changed and I just, it doesn't sit so well with me. No. It feels like they f- they force a lot of the lines into the space. Some of it's clever, but it's like they changed the singers to, it's, it's pretty jarring. I get that the show merits, like, the direction they're taking. It probably should have a new theme song, but yeah. I wonder I why mean, it had to be what it is. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not helpful <laughs> criticism. And it's. Like you said, I understand. I think I think part of it too is them trying to say, "Look, we're freshening up the show. You know, it's the new, fresher version. Look at these new changes. Look yeah. how, look how much we can do still. We change the theme song. The yeah. show can it, it be seems... new and fresh, but it, it it feels forced and awkward to me. Yeah. Especially we we've had the same theme for now nine seasons, right? Yeah. And like fifteen years, up, right? So. Ugh, anyways. So that was our first introduction. Um, the animation is a lot better, I will say. It's very colorful yeah. and exciting. And that makes well, sense with time. For sure. So we get introduced to Chloe right away. She's a new student at his school. Um, and she's instantly she, established as this goody-two-shoes perfect girl. She, she won the uh, Nobel Prize for Niceness. Oh, that's right. As we all know, is a, a big honor. <laughs> yep. I feel like that would be some tough love coach, like, motivational saying. Like, there's no Nobel Prize for niceness, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) But in this universe, there is. And Chloe Carmichael won it. It's a a big deal. She's, yeah, she's very much, I think, I think Crocker, when introducing her, even literally says, the exact opposite of Timmy Turner or something like <laughs> yep, that. Yep, it's it not makes, subtle. At least we missed that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. It's kind of go big or go home. I get that they're like, if we're going to have this character contrast Timmy, she needs to really contrast Timmy. Yeah, so I get it. It's blaringly obvious yep. throughout, but that's, that's what they're getting at. But, what I wondered I mean, is one of the first examples of her being like a better person or... Yeah being displayed as, like, a better kid than Timmy is calling lunch nutrition break while on the phone with the President of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of baffling you know, why that makes her better. 
I feel like that's that's one of those things. That it, it's supposed to show she's she's more sophisticated. Right. Though. She's older. Right. Calling things nutrition break makes her yeah. super intelligent. Obviously. Yep. Uh, also, and this bothered me so much. Uh, Timmy says something along the lines of, "Yeah, but it's not like everyone else is going to like her." And she looks at her calendar. And she's like, "Oh, today's actually." parent-teacher conferences none of us are supposed to be here like how would the whole school make that mistake right <laughs> but all the kids are super excited and they're all like we yeah. love chloe we love it's set up just so she can forgets they have a day off right it's the only reason it exists is so she can look better yeah <laughs> which is there's so many better things she could have done it's yep. fine Fine. Yeah, I will say, I'll talk about probably my favorite joke of the three episodes happens in this one, where Timmy comes home from school after they're released <laughs> from Chloe pointing out their mistake, and they're extremely wealthy. Timmy's mom has a total makeover, and Timmy's dad goes, this girl Chloe came over and taught us how to do the stock market, and now we're filthy rich. He goes, you can just call me filthy from now on. Timmy's mom is not in the room yet. Then Timmy's mom enters, looking gorgeous, and she goes, Hi, Timmy. Hi, filthy. <laughs> I just thought that continuity was hysterical. <laughs> that yeah. She's right actually now, calling him. To, to that uh, more subtle kind of humor. I mean, it's there, but it, it's more subtle. And kind of the things that, like I said, I liked more about the original episode. So it's good to see that that's still... Yeah, it's hysterical. I would like to watch more newer episodes and pay more attention to the parents because I think they have some of the best comedy bits in the whole show. Yes, definitely. And I also think it's interesting considering the parents are so absent from Timmy's life, yet so such a great, such a great portion of it. Yeah. So another great joke in this episode... Uh, Cosmo, uh, Chloe says she's gonna get everyone gift certificates, and Cosmo says, I like this, Chloe. Gift certificates are my jam, especially the ones for jam. And it's that classic, yeah. like, obvious joke, but it's still funny and original. Yes. Uh, so I, I enjoyed again, that. I think overall, the style of humor isn't horribly different throughout the show. Not at all. Which, which is reassuring. It's, it's yeah. reassuring to be able to watch this and see that it's, there are the changes, there are the Chloe's and the poops that have shown up, but there's, there's still a consistent tone that I like. Yeah. There is one thing that, again, I'm not the number one fan of, is that this episode has a bit of these sort of, look how hashtag relevant we yeah. are. Look how... It's a how do you do, fellow kids. Yeah. It's like, the, have you seen that 30 Rock bit where it's Steve Buscemi and he's, like, dressed up in, like, skateboarder clothes at a school and he goes, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of what it feels like this episode is doing. Yeah, there's there's a selfie reference. Yeah, and then like five selfie make... references. Yeah, which, I get it, you guys know what a selfie is. <laughs> But then they keep doing duck lips, and their lips actually turn into, like, duck bills. It's kind of messed up. And they yeah. do this, and Cosmo is always the one who makes them do it, and it's very strange. The one time I think it's yes. funny, so Timmy wishes that he could, that he can be as far away from Chloe as possible, correct? Which, yeah, which, we need to get into 
into that. Yeah. Yes. So there are these mole people that they find. So they, they, they go to the center of the universe because supposedly that's the, the farthest place. Let's get into this right now because this is ridiculous. Okay. He says, I want to be as far from <laughs> Chloe as possible. Which, one, wouldn't necessarily make them, you know, limited to Earth. But let's just say that they are as far from Chloe as possible, but not be the center of the Earth. It would be the opposite end of the Earth. Right. That's that's half the distance. You'd keep that's going exactly through. Half the distance is as far away as possible. You could be within the constraints of the Earth. Right. But apparently they end up there because they have horrible logic, or for some reason you need to be. I don't know. I don't know. The only <laughs> the only way it works is if the universe is is round like the Earth. You know, where like right. the farther you get, the closer you get. But that's not the case. No, it, it doesn't doesn't really make sense but there's yeah there he is no logic the so there are these mole people and they take a selfie they they get above ground through a, another ridiculous shenanigan uh, somehow the mole people end up on the surface of the earth through like remember, a giant actually, through I, like a giant crack in the ground yeah so we they, have the duck lips taking their selfie as well, yeah the mole people is, take a duck face selfie which it which i thought was the funniest iteration of it which it was kind of clever but, yeah, then Chimmy says something like, oh, but at least she doesn't have my fairy godparents. And then uh, Jorgen comes on in and says, there's a shortage of fairies for whatever reason, and the increase of demand, and Chloe and you will now have to share fairy godparents. And of course, Instead of, you know, splitting up the two godparents. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and then they make this joke where, but it's really only one and a half, and right. Cosmo's like, I'm the half, right? Yes, we get it. Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmo's stupid. Cosmo's, he messes up. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then Chloe has her chance to make her first, her first wish, and being the goody two-shoes that she is, being the excited person that she is to make everything all good. She, she says something like, oh, Timmy seems to have a problem with with sharing. I know, I wish everyone would share everything. And I, th I really thought it was going to go into, like, a dystopian communist direction and be some sort of, like, Ayn Rand, like, yeah. like <laughs> here's why capitalism works message from the writers of Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> Both, both of us immediately made, made comments about, yes, it, it seemed like it was going in a, a communist... It, it never started, does. It goes in this, this weird situation where apparently sharing includes people... <laughs> just stealing stuff. Stealing stuff. Like, they just go into your house and they say, let's share this couch, and then they steal it. But, like, that's <laughs> really how sharing happens, right? Sharing isn't, like, this continuous... You go in and steal things. Like, it would just be me saying, you can have this couch while you're in my house but that doesn't mean you take it from my house that's not what sharing is right obviously oh, all, it all goes to chaos this is how the mole yes. people come to uh, above ground uh yeah, they, timmy is about to wish for everything to go back to normal timmy timmy wants to make this wish and they say we can't make a wish that directly interferes with another wish right she has to unwish it she goes to say i want to unwish i wish and then that's what the mole people Attack yeah, or a guy comes up 
and says, I think oh. I'm going to steal this fire hydrant. We don't have one of those in my neighborhood. No, I want to share it. I want to share it. it. Yeah. Share so he takes the fire hydrant. The water sprays from the empty hole, knocks Cosmo's wand out of his hand. And from the hole, the, this giant crack opens up the earth and the mole people come out. And Cosmo's wand I... falls all the way to the bottom. So much happens at once because of that one fire hydrant gag. Which, uh, And can we talk again, about... I, I am doing my best to look at the positive parts of this. Yeah, and there, there are good... There's so many plot stretches, I feel like. Yes, the plot of this episode is just straight up not good. I will say that. It's, I think, pretty lazy. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of great moments that happen within it. I think they tried to do too much. Simpler simpler is better with a show with this many rules. Yes. I do love Cosmo's shade. Timmy is going off on Chloe yes. for making this stupid wish. And Cosmo goes, oh, because you never made a wish that went horribly wrong. Which is like the truest thing in the entire world. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, that's literally what... We have nine seasons fourth of Timmy making horribly wrong wishes, so... I think Chloe, Chloe is allowed one for her first, for sure. Yes. Basically, it, it comes up a couple of times where Timmy's like, why does she even have Barry? She's this perfect kid, you know? She does all these great, wonderful things, and everyone loves her. And then she... It turns out, basically, that every time she tries, tries to fix things, she makes them go horribly wrong, and she ends up without any friends because of again same sort of terrible basically she's sort of in the opposite way of timmy she's like too trusting of people and yep ends up having bad things happen and she says she annoys everyone so she doesn't have any friends and yeah. it's pretty sad and so timmy goes oh okay i, I see why you have fairies and she goes hee i can be kind of a train wreck and that is my dude same of the week. If you've never seen this episode, go watch that delivery, because it's so weird and out of the tone of the rest of the episode. Yes. And it just kind of spoke to my very soul. So we have, yeah, we have another Control-Z wish in this episode, which we do not have in the middle episode we discussed from season six. So yeah. it doesn't always but, happen. But But it did come up again with her saying... I wish everything could be back to the way it was before Cosmo takes it, literally takes them to dinosaurs for like 10 seconds. And then she says, like, I wish it would be just before I made my wish. And we, we have, I think Timmy agrees that he'll share his fairies with her, which obviously because this needs to go somewhere at the end of it. Um, they have, some sort of a weird friendship. I, I'm interested to see how that develops, actually, throughout the season. But Me too. And I do want to keep watching. I do want to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I do feel like, though, you, you do get a sense of strain in this last episode. A Agreed. bit of strain to, to keep things fresh and interesting. A bit, a bit of force, more so than you've seen the earlier two ones we talked about, where you could tell it's... It's reaching a point, this, yeah. this series. You know, it's, it's gone on for ten seasons, which is very impressive, especially for a cartoon, I feel like. But there's... Yeah. I would love to watch new is, new Spongebob to see how that holds up, too. Because yeah, I haven't really definitely. seen much I, of it. I think at some point we should do similar episode for Spongebob. Not Agreed. immediately, Agreed. but I think that would be a good thing to see, too. Totally. I think Spongebob, too, the, 
to my memory of where I stopped watching, there was definitely a, a more distinct tone change, I think, than we see throughout this. Definitely. Throughout this, the, the characters are pretty true to spirit, even at the end. Cosmo is still kind of a clueless idiot. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, for whatever reason, a joke that I found really funny. At, at some point, Chloe has a bunch of animals in her backyard, and one of them is a kangaroo, and Cosmo says, oh, it's a dog with a pocket. <laughs> I don't know why. I found it really funny, but yeah. But again, you, you see the same the same characters. Totally. And the same tone throughout. I have an old man rant before we wrap up this this segment. Um, <laughs> I just don't get the screaming jokes. I never have, even when I was a kid. So like three times in this episode, there's an, the classic extended scream where a character, you know, ah, <gasps> ah, and takes a sharp inhale. Um, and there's some joke that it goes on for 47 hours with Timmy, and then Chloe does it a couple times. I just don't get it. It's just loud and annoying. It's not clever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I felt the same way on that one. And it, it's not to say that this is new. There's definitely stupid jokes that are very kid geared but it's, it's, it's uncreative, and I never found it particularly funny. Yes. But yeah. I think I think that about sums up our thoughts and feelings on that one too. Definitely. I'm sure that this has gotten a lot of negative backlash with the new theme song for one, but I, I mean it's not all bad, I will say. Right. I want to take one but moment. I also agree. As we wrap up our Fairly Odd Parents discussion, just to talk about kind of the through lines of it, the show does stay pretty consistent to tone. And I would compare Fairly Odd Parents to the old entertainment style called Vaudeville of like the turn of the 20th century. Uh, Vaudeville was like a review show where there were dog acts, animal acts, some very uncomfortable and racist acts, um, songs, family, family stuff. Um, and Fairly Odd Parents is very vaudevillian to me in a lot of reasons. Uh, the jokes are often obvious. The characters are pretty, you know, cartoonish caricatures. Uh, the beats are underscored with this kind of corny music and these, like, zingy one-liners. And it's something I love dearly about the show, is that it's not pretentious at all. It's, it's not subtle. It's, uh, it's pretty in-your-face, and it, it's really funny when it is funny. So that was just something that I noticed through all three of these episodes, is this larger-than-life kind of big animated sounds and uh, events and animations. Yeah, just to add there, in case you haven't realized, Casey's uh, pretty big on the, the theater and music knowledge. Woo! There. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but it does... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, think, I think that sums things up pretty well. So I think that... We've taken a pretty good look at how the show's developed and in many ways stayed the same and some changed, but I think I think it's pretty interesting to see how yeah. it's gone through so much time. Yeah, this really. is very, really re revelatory for me um, because realizing I've only really watched a third of this show in its full syndication. Really? Like, the first couple seasons. So. And to me, it felt like there was already so much content. So right. I definitely would like to delve more into this. You see other developments that may have happened. But yeah, I'm sure I think, we'll I have. I think that's going to sum up our our discussions for now. But I'm sure, I'm sure the themes will come back. Sounds good. We'll have a fun fact and our episode sign off right after this.
Okay, guys, so the fun fact for this week, again, still related to the topic of the podcast, was that Poof was originally going to be named Dusty. <laughs> I don't really know why. What? It's not a yeah. dirty fairy. I, yeah, and they're not pixies. Not sure. First thing I thought was, like, pixie dust, like they sprinkled them with or something. I don't know. But Dusty, man. Cosmo, Wanda, and Dusty. And Dusty. Poof. I, I honestly, like, when I heard it wasn't the number one fan of it, but at yeah. least it's, it makes sense, you know. Yeah, poof. like. I, I still feel like Poof isn't the kind of name you'd want when you grow older. But no. Dusty. But, yeah. Oh, God. It's just strange. So that's that's our fun fact. Um, check our weekly <laughs> check our weekly Twitter poll by following us at FNN underscore podcast. This week we're asking you all if you think Chloe was a good addition to the Fairly Odd Parents. Let us know and we'll discuss it in next week's intro. Also, if you guys want to tweet at us with any of your Nicktoons thoughts whatsoever, again that's at FNN underscore podcast. And if we like it, we might just read your tweet on the next episode. So check in next week for our fourth episode, which will feature discussion about the original three Nicktoons, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug, all of which originally aired in 1991. Yeah, so considering they aired so early, a lot of you guys may not have watched these at all. I know I was born after the release of those, and I don't think I've watched Ren and Stimpy, so I think it would be interesting to kind of look into the very beginnings of the Nicktoons kind of origins. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to having a variety of shows again. It's been fun digging into Fairly Odd Parents and SpongeBob, two of two probably the most ubiquitous Nicktoons of all time. But we we'll get back to the basics next week. Thanks as always for listening to the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast, and we'll see you next time.